Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Well, hello, happy 4th of July for the USA, and it's Talk Cosmos. I'm Sue Rose Minahan. In 1776, this nation declared its independence, and remarkably, tonight, today, we've experienced two extraordinary uh, measurement cycles. One would be the eclipse. It's a lunar eclipse. It's the third eclipse of this season. There were six in this year. There was another lunar eclipse on June 5th in Sagittarius. And this one is a flip back, we might say, from the past nodes that we have. Nodes are a lunar uh, point where the cycle of the path of the moon and the sun intersect. And in astrology, this has some significance as far as where we're coming from and where we're going to and that would be well i was going to broaden that but we'll just keep powering on here if this one is in capricorn and the last nodes were in capricorn there are six planets right now retrograde this is an intense time that we are re I don't know, recapitulating, we are reanalyzing, re-diagnosing, all kinds of any kind of reword where it's getting back in focus. The other extraordinary part is that for the United States of America, as of July 4th, 1776, and we're looking at the chart called the Sibley chart that is 5.10 p.m. There are a few others, but that's the one that's predominantly focused on. There is such a a process in astrology where on this as the sun returns to its exact degree it's called a solar return chart and those transits we get some information about the energies how they relate and it's mathematical astrology is mathematical and i speak as such because we have non-astrologers but the fact is that today these two events the the eclipse that is actually happening in on the East Coast at just after midnight, 44 minutes before one o'clock. And here on the West Coast, it's 44 minutes before 10 o'clock. Uh, yes. And so at any rate, the, the, the just to finish this little complication through all of you, the solar return was eight hours earlier. Okay, tonight we have two guests to talk about this lunar Capricorn full moon and the solar return with the United States and however else we go. Patrick Tauschert is returning with us. She's been on the program in 2018 and 19. And Patra's an evolutionary astrologer, a writer, artist, master gardener. She hosts her own radio show, Astroscape, which is a musical astrological perspective, and I think there's actually another way that she describes it. It is more um, musical perspective through the astrological lens, and that happens to be on KOWSFM. And if you go on to our 
website, you'll see Petra and it'll mention it there. So if you can't remember all this, great. But it's very exciting. It's twice a month. And she brings in all kinds of music and about the artists for the archetype. It's fascinating. In addition, we have Shannon Hayes, evolutionary and Mayan astrologer, a consultant, hair design salon owner, a stargazer, photographer, and she's also a member of our Talk Cosmos Monthly Cosmic Collaboration Panel. So tonight, with no further ado, da-da, hello. <laughs> Petra and Shannon. Hi, Hi Sue. Hi, Shannon. Yeah. It's great to be back. It is. It is. Now, just for our audience, you know, we are not sitting in the same location. And so there may be pauses, but and there may be a little interruptions. And it's the 4th of July. Sometimes we're hearing even though our cities aren't celebrating, we may get a little punctuation from the outside hemisphere. You know, this lunar Capricorn full moon, 13 degrees, you know, it seems to be about our Capricorn structures and radically transmuting our values, maybe out of necessity, but those are a couple of themes seems i've i've noticed if either of you want to give some feedback on what you might think as we roll along here or else well yeah i mean okay so hi everyone this is <laughs> hi, hi Petra. so yeah i mean it is really interesting it's um well i mean you know it's like all one has to do really this day and age is like look at facebook social media or the newspaper to see like what's happening right and these transits just totally for me they totally they totally explain it i mean with all the the, the breaking down of what this has been considered a democratic country you know it's like we're you know it's like we're slipping away from that and people are starting to get angry. I mean, between like the full moon and then Mars moving into Aries, you know, you see like the restlessness, you see the anger, you see people getting upset. And you also see with the cat, the full moon, the cancer Capricorn access, the, the abuse of power, you know, you have, like you were saying, you have the lineup of Jupiter, Pluto and set and um, Saturn all in Capricorn which can totally be a power play, power struggle, abuse of power, you know, one inflicting their beliefs on what they feel is right and how they do right, you know, what's right and wrong. So ethics, right? Yes. Ethics is so lack of, right? Yeah, it's involved absolutely with Capricorn and Saturn. And I just hear a note for myself to, 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 complement what you're saying or and that is it's authority and government that is very capricorn and ethics which is capricorn and of course the moon represents the emotions and the public because this lunar full moon at 13 degrees actually falls in our um the moon itself falls in the first house the house yeah absolutely first house seventh house so yeah it's like it's like you know government versus the public well and you see i mean you just see it everywhere i mean it's it's not only that it's like you know coming up soon too you know all all of us myself included who've been having to rely on unemployment right 
that's going to stop like that extra 600 that the government helped to subsidize people is going to stop on July 25th in most states. So now, so then now Mars and Aries, and then, you know, this eclipse and like the full moon and just like the intensity of the emotional aspect of these times, there's going to be so many more millions of people out of work with no money. We do have a situation. And Pedro here, we're barreling along. But I will bring in one other feature since you mentioned the 25th of July. And this is a different system of measurement from time. It's called solar arcs. Without any more to do, it's a cycle of measurement. And just like in life, we have an overlay through experiences in life. This is one way to... To, to review that energy and at the moment okay and it happens every 30 years it can well it can go into a new sign we happen to have on the 23rd after 30 years our transformational planet of transmuting planet of pluto the out the outer dwarf planet it will be leaving virgo looking to mercury to go to Libra looking to Venus of partnership. So that's going to shift also quite a bit of energy. Venus, you know, rules many dimensions between Libra and and Taurus. And Petra, I know um, something that I wanted to point out, which feels important, is that this eclipse is in Capricorn and it's happening just right after Saturn steps back into Capricorn. Right. And, you know, like bookending this really intense period where Saturn joins Pluto and Jupiter again and other asteroids, if you're reading those. And it like, you know, like whatever's going to happen now with Saturn and Pluto, like the stage is set, so to speak. And then Saturn's back in there and now we have an eclipse. It's like, all right. <laughs> right. And that'll be the rest of the journey of the Saturn and Cap and then they'll Saturn and um, Jupiter will hold hands and cross into Aquarius together right at summer or winter solstice. <laughs> yeah, so. right. Yeah, I know. It's just crazy, isn't it? It's so, yeah. in- it's unbelievable. <laughs> well, it, it, it's it, not it, up, you know, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, it's going to be like a train wreck, you know, it's like, it just keeps going. It's like, holy God. Totally. <laughs> well, I guess really, if we're going to, self-correct i know that's used so much in marketing but there is some idea of expansion and contraction just like this the great mutation happening with jupiter and saturn as we know the expansion of jupiter and the contraction of of saturn and that together it's like a snake that that what is it that parallel uh parasolsis oh, that's yeah. a great metaphor i'm always looking for the best metaphor for that jupiter saturn combination yes and i can't take total credit for that it has been thrown about with some other astrologers i think rick levine might be one that in particular has brought yeah, it up. i have to adopt that one yes a great so order in order to have demolishing i mean it's just like in land here you know you, you, you might grandfather it in by leaving one little wall but then the rest of it's demolished you know what i'm saying about new contractors coming in and reestablishing. a a new building or home or something but really we're in that kind of potential uh life 
um, cycle where there's some real uh, shifts. You know, it had been brought up, I mean, because we were talking about, yes, it's difficult, but there could be like the contraction and expansion really just part of the process. And, you know, it's been buzzing around on media. I was just informed i didn't realize that that about all the planets having a lineup well that's just one area of space it's not literally all one great big line across the sky because it's like surveying they're actually in different locations right. yeah right. but it does seem like if it's on the left side which it is the eastern side first quadrant and the fourth quadrant mm-hmm. of individuality mm-hmm. so i'm thinking because here I am, not to be Pollyanna, but trying to get myself out of this total train wreck <laughs> idea, which I agree <laughs> with the bionic person. But thinking that it it does require people to be self-responsible. You know, I think Shannon, you and I were mentioning that too about how in an earlier conversation, you know, that responsibility for our consequences, not projecting, being self-reliant. Well, yeah, and getting yourselves out there. I mean, this is a time we all need to participate. That's what this is about. It's not about sitting around, you know, and praying that someone's going to, like, pull us out of this major rut that the country's in. It's like people need to get out in the streets. They need to start calling their representatives or their senators. They need to become involved in what our future is going to look like. Otherwise, it's like we're going to have these, like, you know, Trumpers and these people that are in this situation of power that are going to run us down and they're going to sell us out even more to corporate these big corporations yeah trump isn't running the country he's selling us out to these corporations and that's what's running us well i mean to a certain extent those corporations pulled the strings of most of the government so right it's it's like all sewn up i mean If somebody makes it to the point where they even could be president, it's because they've been pre-approved to a certain extent by enough corporations that they're like had their way paved financially. Exactly. You know what it could be too. I often think of fair weather friends. I mean, I really like a lot of people, and like anybody, if you live long enough, you kind of realize who sticks with you through thick and thin, and who's kind of fair weather. And so, if you look at our society. When it all goes great, hey, it's fine. But then when the tide comes in and it gets all washed away, which is what's happening, then it's another set of circumstances. You know, so I'm thinking that because corporations in some ways, without trying to, here I am the moderator of, of, of polarity here once again. But I am thinking that if you look at General Motors, if you look at Detroit, you look at all these other cities in the past, and even Seattle, where Shannon and I are from, are in, uh, that, that, you know, with all these big corporations now that are employing all kinds of people. Well, if you had a perfect world, well, quote unquote, and you had your little house or your abode and you had recreation and transportation, the needs that we consider comfort, then in a way we don't worry too much if the corporates are ruling everything. But it's when it gets so imbalanced and evident because it's falling apart, the structure is evidently imbalanced. It's just because we need to take personal responsibility and participation. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Personally, I think anytime you sell out too much to corporate, it's a bad idea because corporate, what? now that they've been given the rights of a human being, which I think is totally absurd. And oh, crazy, I agree. 
Like, just, who's in charge of this kind of vote? Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah this <laughs> so is, I didn't I get asked really, about that one. Yeah, thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. The <laughs> one quote Supreme Court was in charge of that. Oh, oh right. Thank you for the for oh, the Shannon. Great, I, Bush Thanks, yep. Please understand, I'm total support of what you're saying, Shannon. I'm just no, thinking that I'm on a social that. basis, as people are listening and they may think this or that, I'm, I'm bringing up right. the fact that it may not have been so conscious in people's minds or any of us for that matter. I mean, it was to a certain point, but we didn't see quite the cliff coming because of it, like you say, selling out or well, it's always being just involved. Really yeah, no, it's always hard to really see what's coming because the news distorts everything so much. And on both sides, I'm not saying it's just, you know, the progressives are all good and the Republicans and, and corporations are all bad because the Democrats Honestly, both are hideous. Both <laughs> hideous. Thank you. It's like they both are. One's as awful as the other. It's like we're just. Yeah, there's no moral high ground on either side. They're both. No. They've descended into the pit and that's where they live. Yep, exactly. <laughs> So it seems like in some ways, looking at the astrology to go somewhere, I'm looking at the eclipse and the USA chart. Now, this was as of either today here in Seattle of, what is it, 944 or else midnight, 44 minutes to one. And I do notice one, um, the, the, it, Chiron. Chiron's a centaur. It's the healer, it's the alchemist, it's the shaman, it's also the maverick that couldn't heal himself. We all have this wound, and in the United States chart, it's to be ourselves. It's to, it's an Aries. Can we really be that that total identity of ourselves? And but because right now, I think in that eclipse, Chiron, the one that's transiting, it hasn't quite reached. It won't reach our natal one of 22 degrees because it's an eight-year cycle so it's going to take several years yet to reach it so we're like in you know kind of progressing to that point but it's conjunct and again this goes to another the the north node of the solar arc not natally because our natal is six degrees leo but right no solar arc yeah well in the transits and the eclipse mars is right behind it mars is going to like Mars transiting Mars is going to hit that um, that Chiron and Aries in our fourth house, the Sibley chart, because Mars is in Aries and Chiron's in Aries right now. Oh, interesting. So, My chart so, show where Chiron is. What so that uh, well, the transit in the eclipse chart, or no, the the natal Sibley Chiron in the fourth. I think oh, the na- 22. Oh, no. I think it's 22 Aries. It's, it's a 20. Aries. It's 20 degrees Aries in the natal chart in the fourth house, Chiron. So darn square to where Pluto and Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. That's yep. right. Yeah, so we way. are, people are fighting for this. They're fighting for equality. They're fighting for I stand, I, I, I live here. I'm, I'm worth something and all of that. And I think it's these dynamics, like Obama said, you know, democracy is messy. So, you know, it, it oh, somehow is trying to see through all this and it's reinventing ourselves. you know, it's, it's with Chiron, it's of our, and defending, wouldn't it be defending, defending our home, right? Fourth house. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, a lot of wounds there too, you know, it's like, 
<clears throat> there's a lot of and stuff. All the vets too, right? That's Chiron in the fourth in Aries. Say that What's again, that? Petra. What did you say? I said all the vets. That's Chiron <gasps> oh, yeah. in the fourth, right? Exactly. So true. so true. Oh my God, so true. Yeah, being left behind. You know, it's like. <laughs> Which brings me to Aries. Of, of discord because that was Eris's, that's E-R-I-S folks, and she's a, um, oh, a big cycle of 500 and some years, and was really slow, and is in Aries right now, but it's also square Pluto, and I think we've had three squares. Pluto has squared Aries because Pluto's actually moving faster, so I'm just thinking of that disenfranchised, you know, that wants to be heard, that is mm -hmm. between vets or Black Lives Matters, or when it gets down to it, the the worker, you know, so many right. facets. Yeah, workers, homeless people. I mean, yep. it's, you know, <clears throat> disenfranchised. So unity is inclusion seems to be the message rather than exclusion. And participation, ownership of looking at our picture regardless of who may have helped it's like our responsibility to pull ourselves up and out i think those are major themes with capricorn which means and we can help right i mean still have i also think about the 13 grandmothers in association with capricorn maybe that's um shamanic astrology where i got yeah. that I can't remember yes that. i love it whatever it is, I, I latched onto it. It feels like it's sound, you know, it's like we've got the business world version of Capricorn and then we've got the deeper, more kind of like hippie spiritual alignment part of Capricorn. Oh, it's, absolutely. The wisdom of the elders, you know? Excellent. Yeah, exactly. And so. Yeah, and that's what's cool because it, it's like you, and you see that coming out too, like more like wisdom keepers and stuff. Even on Facebook, it's like some of these, people like Don Marzo, right, in Mexico, you know, he's on Facebook, and he's total like shaman, healer, wisdom person. And he's even on Facebook right now expressing like, you know, his, um, his kind of like dis disillusionment in a way of how things are going and you know how people are responding to each other but also how governments are mistreating the people and especially like the indigenous people yeah absolutely well, and, I mean, and at the same time having this uranus also in earth is so interesting you know the the trine by sign at least of Uranus just starting to move the ground beneath these structures of like food and money and currency and then all the embedded structures of government and business and all that <clears throat> and then like the hailing back to the 13 grandmothers and the bones and the stones and that like mountain wisdom of Capricorn and then I've been thinking and talking about Uranus and Taurus and feeling more and more how there's going to be like a split between the really futuristic people and then there's going to be a whole Luddite movement of people that are like no technology that's our technology mm -hmm. you know yep. yeah well particularly if there is a real movement towards artificial intelligence and also body parts you know that mm -hmm. this idea of consciousness being transferred there's going to be and i'm not even sure where i'm going to fit into that whole picture it's like oh my goodness it gets pretty powerful thinking about what we're 
giving into possibly, I mean, on different levels of um, giving away control. I mean, that's futuristically speaking. Boy, there was some great thing I was thinking of. I, I thought, oh boy, that's what we'll talk about when we get back. We will take a in a couple about a minute or so a little break here, but it it's potent, you know. Thinking of well, I love the idea of the wisdom elders because essentially there's oh circular thinking. That's what it was. I remember hearing that in a recent talk. What so, is it? circular the 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 circle the the group the the, the, the ancestry of 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 wisdom of of being in a circle versus this pyramid idea of linear um yes control uh role and and so we're moving in many directions well this is talk cosmos on july 4th the united states Fourth of July, and I have Patrick Tauschert and Shannon Hayes, and we're talking about our eclipse, the lunar eclipse uh, that's today and the United States, and we'll be back in just a moment. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, the energy of cancer involves emotions, which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles, in order to complete an evolution. Ciao and greetings to all you folks out there that have got enough curiosity to tune in to what's going on here. My name is Jeff Peters. I am the Lively Astrologer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our consciousness. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hi, I thought of what I was going to bring in that will just open up a new arena here of our conversation as we migrate. And that is, this month had two new moons in Cancer. There was a zero degree solar solstice eclipse, which was on the 20th two Saturdays ago, and then there'll be another solstice, not solstice, excuse me, but a new moon, uh, um, and that is, I'm just checking where exactly, oh yeah, and that's going to be on the 20th of July at 28 degrees Cancer, and the reason I'm bringing it up is that, you know, when we have a new moon, we see it seated, we come to the full moon, it culminates, and we go, hey, this is how what has developed and what we're looking at. But here, here we are, we're at the full moon and it is a lunar eclipse. Something's going to give way. Something's going to transmute. That's The light goes out. Uh, there is that energy happening. But ahead of us is perhaps the, the angle, the perspective could be, but for why? I mean, we have spoken of why some of the, the issues of, of, the fact that it is in Capricorn and that we're reviewing and it's ethics and karma and 
wisdom also and all these factors. But the fact is, is that the next new moon, and I don't even know if I pulled that chart up, so here I am bringing it up, but at 28 degrees, it's like, what can we remove so that something can breathe in the new fertile soil of cancer? Cancer is so productive. You know, it's the womb, it's motherhood, nurturing, security, uh, emotions, our stories, Well, I feel like it's also significant that it's the last, like you said, the last set. And so, like, what are the lessons, you know? Like, this is the last minute to distill, last portal to distill what the year and a half of the Capricorn Cancer nodal axis was about. Ah, yes, exactly. Which was a quite a long energy. And in fact, I think that the last solar eclipse of zero degrees cancer was opposite of the Christmas eclipse that we had at I think three Capricorn or something. Yeah, definitely. So, so it's like, you know, the, the wormholes, the dragon holes of the eclipses, like stitching these energies through and like flossing the energy. I mean, there's been, there was so much emphasis around the cancer Capricorn stories, like all the kids in the cages that are still in the cages that I read somewhere, they're <gasps> them out, but you know, like that being such a big piece and families being safe and refugees and all of that, you know? So it's like the way that it moves is that we still have to hold those issues close to our hearts. We've worked those. And now it's like, now we add something in, which is, I guess if it's the Gemini North node after this, it's like, okay, we have to think clearly on how to work with the problems that are happening right now. Yes. And, and that brings me up with when you say thinking all, well, we do have North node in Gemini. So of course we are going to be mercurial, but then there's this overlay of the Virgo that we've been wanting to fix. And that's a very good energy because 29 degrees, I think Shannon, you keep reminding me as we talk occasionally that that's like, how do you finally, uh, what unfinished business, that's it. What's the unfinished business before we go into this, um, the other of Libra, because that is the seventh sign, archetypally, and it involves self and other. It's not just fixing. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know there are a lot of adjustments too, which is also very Virgo. You know that need to be made before you go into one thing. You know before you make that transition into something else. So, you know, I mean. A lot of the things that we're dealing with now are things that have been happening for many decades in this country. And things are, just, you know, it's like there are issues that have been tried to be buried without finding resolution for, you know, and it's and it's true. It's like a lot of it has to do with race. It's about, you know, stomping on our indigenous elders lands. You know, there's a lot of. Um, a lot of acknowledgement and forgiveness that needs to be happening here before you can move on. Acknowledgement. Yeah. Awareness. Yeah. Petra, go ahead. Oh, no, I just, I was agreeing. That's all. (laughs) It is so true, isn't it? I mean, there is the fact of uh, validity and confirmation and awareness and just witnessing these words that, have real 
um, merit in in many um, social situations. I'm thinking like mediation or or just healing practices that that instead of resisting. Well, yeah, but even just you know acknowledge the fact that of what's been done the damage that's been done you know like they never acknowledge stuff you know it's like they just glaze over it they try to throw money at it or you know get a few people involved in it but it's like you know what what's been happening in this country is like is this country has been founded on the back of slavery and abuse of of the elders who were here and wisdom keepers before we were yeah. You know, and we this country's never really acknowledged or apologized for that, which is what keeps these things going. I mean, you really need to it needs to be acknowledged. It needs for both parties to come together. There needs to be serious apologies before you can really even go the next step. Do you know what I mean? It's like I think we we forget that constantly. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's like why a lot of this stuff like keeps resurfacing, you know, it's like, sure, you know, black people fought hard in the 60s for their civil rights and stuff, but you see how they totally don't get it. They don't get paid as much as we do. It was like, they get like, you know, some rights given to them and stuff, but they're still not really considered equal in this country on certain levels. And I'm not saying that that's everybody, but there's but there are things that need to be to be reevaluated and readjustments need to be made i guess which is virgo again right you know but it's a virgo we're word. gonna be leaving that virgo energy and i'm not and what i'm getting right. at is that perhaps there's more hope in the future. I mean, possibly anything is possible. And the reason I say it is because they often say, right. if you try to do the same solution 15 million times and it's not working, well then what's wrong? It's because you're not doing something different. So I think the emphasis right. on something different is part of the solution. And it's also bridging, because there's a whole heap of, I, I mean, I went to, I, I, I do feel strongly that our own strength is going to be when we recognize the dignity and, and, and uniqueness of every individual. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And Noah, I hear you. I'm just rephrasing it that way. And, and it includes absolutely recognizing this ridiculous attitude of lesser. In other words, just because a person has a beautiful tone to their skin doesn't mean anything. I mean, we ought to be looking at everybody like flowers, like, wow, what a garden. You know, I mean, we've got tall people, short people, white people, black people, brown people, beautiful shades, you know, different features. It's, it's very exciting and it's, it's intriguing rather than always having to mirror ourselves, And part of that is projection. And that could be an, a problem with going into, well, it has been, considering just even the last 30 years, yeah. moon has been in, in Libra, then we're emotionally protecting and projecting. Here with, with our Pluto in Libra, it's going to have power versus powerlessness but there will be another dimension of what maybe Venus will be able to get through along with the moon that'll be in Scorpio where 
there's reasons of, of real commitment and of intensity and of exchange between resources. You know, so I'm not saying there's any utopia solution, but at least it's a shift in the river, right? I mean, maybe we'll bridge something that through all this demise that we're approaching. I mean, it's not rosy, that's for sure. It's a bunch of thorns. <laughs> <laughs> and Petra, you have a garden. You understand heirloom. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's nothing Roses. like getting poked by a rose thorn. It's not my favorite thing. No, it doesn't. It really, some of those are fierce. <laughs> I can see it now. But that would be the Mars and Aries, right? There's some thorns right, right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm looking at this natal moon, which isn't quite fair because I don't think I sent it to you guys. And maybe you could pull it up. It's June 20th. And I'm noticing that Mars is in Aries and it is still conjunct um, Chiron at 12 and 9 degrees. What are you, what chart are you looking at? Okay. Uh, the next new moon in Cancer, because here oh. we have a full moon, but it's usually we're segued between two full two new moons. You know, so what I'm saying is, if we can clear something by the time this next one rolls around June twenty July twentieth, a Pluto will have solar arced into. Um, Libra for however that experience goes, which is interesting too, because you know that will connect with all the people born in about 1970, 71 that have early Pluto in Libra. There'll be a whole different generation of people. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. You know, also, the Mars, after it gets to that point at 12, it's going to be starting to apply to a trine, I mean, a sextile with Venus, which is a nice softening cooling agent maybe one of the only ones that will be happening oh, oh boy that i see that that's true yeah, 15 yeah. degrees well if we could even think of some innovative um i don't know it's always isn't it the truth we're really living in the pretty immediate times so the forecast you know looking ahead trying to figure on on what because we do know that there's a lot of yeah uh well i was going to say a lot of loss but shannon i hear you in the background you uh, have no, a thought. <laughs> i was just i was just looking at it going yeah we're actually watching like you know our history unfolding before us like these times are just so major you know it's like there's just so much change coming and yeah i mean it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like, but, you know, I mean, it's just major shakedown all around. Yeah, it is. I mean, so, that's the weird thing that it's pretty much worldwide. I mean, there's special things that are unique to certain regions, but for the most part, we're going through this, like, on really on the collective level. Exactly. I mean, this is massive collective change. I mean, this is the kind of stuff they put in history books, you know? I mean, it's... It's, it's enough to make you think Saturn and Pluto must have conjuncted or something. Yeah. <laughs> and for those folks, that was January 12th, 38-year cycle. So it's pretty major. That is so true. And, you know, I remember, was it Brett, Gemini Brett, that brought up the fact of these prenumerals. This is a prenumeral. Oh, prenumeral. And it happens to be visible all over the Americas. But yeah. there's it's such a slight 
uh, about a third of it is all that's being eclipsed. And it's just like a tea bag as far as a shade goes. So you don't even notice it. But mm -hmm. he, what he was saying when this happens with uh, lunar before and after there are the prenumerals, pre that it's like old energy that's being yeah discarded right? that's what it feels like i mean and it's the south node eclipse too so that purging quality that k2 or the south node has oh good point yes absolutely well yeah i mean and and you see it everywhere i mean it's like digging up old stuff right i mean all this old stuff that they've tried to repress and it's like oh america the great make america maga make america great again it's like are we great yet? <laughs> right? Are, Are we, we great yeah. yet? It's like, hello? Well, and also it kind of feels like, like the tearing down of the statues feels like a very literal South Node eclipse. Oh my God, absolutely. I mean, that like says a whole lot. It's like, you know, this is all like, and, and all over the world, they're tearing down these statues. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's interesting. like acupuncture, yeah. like release points, right? Yes. Because I'll bet, I'd be willing to bet money, it'd be an interesting study to just see where these statues are put. I bet that they often end up at like ley line spots just because yep. that's where people are drawn to put things because you can feel the vibe there even if you're not woo-woo at all. It's just kind of like, mm -hmm. where should we put it? Let's put it there, you know? Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah, they sense it. I mean, it's like all the, all the pyramids all throughout Mexico and like Central and South America, they're all on power lines like that. And I was just reading that I think it was over by um, was it Paten or someplace? It was over. I think it was in Mexico. There was this hill, and on this hill, they um, when the conquistadors came over and invaded that part of Mexico, they put up this statue of like Jesus the Redeemer, right? Kind of similar to the one, in, the big one in Brazil, and yeah. they put it this hill and they actually took it down this week oh interesting yeah wow well yeah. i hope if any place they just go in some museum and then you watch it there if they have to but you know oh my goodness should we talk about this trump's yeah let's look at that donald j president donald j trump now for people that would be that is not a president okay well that no Shannon, we're okay it's okay he is a president but at any rate it's June 14th, 1946, at 9.51 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time in Jamaica, New York. So, and what we're looking at, I think, is his chart, because it is a full moon chart, very close, a total full moon chart. And that's what we're talking about right now. It's not a total one right now, but it's it's a double signature, like we would say in in. Uh, Melissa's class. <laughs> or yeah. Eclipsed fans getting eclipsed. Oh, yeah. And I mean, boy, those are some really intense transits that are happening to him from incredible. the incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, like serious lightning bolts from the sky kind of transits. Yep. Absolutely. Saturn exactly opposite, or maybe it's hard to see the writing's kind of light. Maybe it's one degree off. It's not partile. But still darn close. And then right. on the, the Venus. And then Uranus on the midheaven. Good right. Lord. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Getting yeah, now when you said um Saturn, were you looking at transiting Saturn or his oh yeah, you're looking at his natal Saturn. Transiting Saturn. Opposite. Saturn yeah. Transiting Saturn, yeah. But also the fact that he has his natal Saturn opposite the 
Jupiter conjunct Pluto that is happening yeah. three times. It actually happened on the 30th exact, but it's yeah. still 23 degrees. And the next one will be, I think, in November. And that is of great magnitude. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of transit that either takes you up or takes you down. It's not right. Mm -hmm. Total uh, transformation and a new changing perspective that. Um, or and, the, and, kar the karmic broom, as Maurice always would call it, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's Saturn is <laughs> the karmic broom thing. <laughs> and in the 12th house, yeah. the 6th, 12th house, just having Saturn's there, it's, it's very... Um, yeah. But it yeah. is amazing, too, that he's having a nodal return coming up. I mean, his is 20 degrees Gemini, North Node, and we're 29. And for those non-astrologers, that's a retrograde. I mean, it's it goes in the uh, uh, primary motion. Mm -hmm. Right. But does so it go in the primary motion? No, yeah, it does. it's retrograde. Which is, oh, which is as far as clockwise and counterclockwise? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I was just thinking it goes, um, right. yeah, it goes, yeah, it goes um, primary motion. Primary, it goes yeah. clockwise. Yeah, clockwise. I never knew that clockwise was also called primary motion. Well, Brett, again, we just, Shannon and I took Gemini Brett's a sacred astronomy class. And oh, and you learned special terms. Oh, big time. Yeah. Earth, when it spins, <laughs> yes, Earth yeah. spins around the axis is the primary motion. Ooh, love it. And yep. then when it goes around the sun, that's the secondary motion. Yep. The orbit. So anyway. Yeah, I know. It's, it was so cool. It was a great class, actually. But there's a lot for people to, for those people listening, there's lots of ways to look at astrology rather than paper through the stars. But yes, yeah, so I don't know really as far as his energy, but how would it relate? And I didn't do, that's the eclipse, but how would that relate to the U.S. chart? I don't know if we can pull one in. And Well, I mean, it's a lot of stress. All this stuff is stress and he's stressed, incredibly stressed right yeah. now. I mean, it's a, a huge effect on America's chart because he's becoming really irrational and he's doing like crazier things like, you know, that, and I'm not, I mean, I, you know, I know it sounds like I hate him, which I probably do, but at the same time, I mean, he is doing crazy stuff like having, yes. you know, going to Mount Rushmore mm -hmm. and having a huge outdoor, like no mask crazy fast getting people riled up in sacred land you know, yeah. you know. stuff that's unbelievable i mean you know it's it really it's like crazy making stuff so i mean there's a lot of stress there i mean he's stressed out his own party so mm -hmm. the country stress i mean i think people feel that a lot of people i know even though they don't know astrology feel stressed right now i think the whole country as well as the world well, of course, we're like going through an enormous breakdown of anything that we know, which right. you it's know, total, and, yeah, total change on every level, and no one knows how to plan for the future. But That's I think, I think, and we only have a few minutes, so somehow we're going to have to come up with some solutions for people because we're enjoy, we're having a good talk, and I welcome all this. But we do need to come up with something that is going to be something that people can work with, and 
um, because that's what life is. Life has like, okay, the iceberg broke, but there's a little patch. Jump over there with a polar bear. No. Well, and the North Node <laughs> in Gemini is teaching us adaptability and think right. and be really responsive and response able and whatever it is that happens, we don't have control of the, over the strings that are pulling the puppets on the stage that are apparently look like they're running the show. All we can do is how do we show up and respond to every moment of our lives? And exactly. so true every day. Yeah, exactly. So we true. have to be flexible. You know, it's like, you just have to, because you cannot control everything right now. You know, yeah. there's much happening. So, I mean, it's true. It's the best thing is, is to like find what you can do to make you happy, to help other people, you know? It's like, we all need to support each other right now because we don't have a lot of government helping us. So people, I mean, the coolest thing about right now that I've seen is like other neighbors helping neighbors, right. people helping other people, you know, people helping animals. It's like, you know, that's the, that's what you see that's cool. That sure. where you like you can have. Faith. Well, I see that supported in some ways. Like if I look at the USA, our natal chart, July fourth, seventeen seventy six, and we look at the solar return, which happens to be today. Also, it's a birthday, um, five o'clock back east when that is. But here we have this our transiting north node, twenty nine degrees Gemini, is the Mars, um, the natal Mars of our planet in the seventh house, mm -hmm. others, you know, of our direction, of our neighbors and of our, our ideas and, and, and this and, and, and flexible as we're saying is, con is conjuncting, uh, will be, con they're both moving towards each other because the, the North Node is going smaller because it goes from 30 to one. And then anyway, and it will, yeah, no, that's right. Well, it also feels worth mentioning that we were born with a Mercury retrograde in Cancer, and we're currently having a Mercury retrograde in Cancer. And not that they're that rare, but it does feel significant that it's happening right now with this eclipse, you know, like at this time, this year, where everything's so crazy that we also have this like complete alignment, basically, of what is, you know, the mind, the perception of, yeah. of the United States, of the collective. Like, what do we value? What do we think? What is our, like, game plan here? Yeah, you know? what's our story? And retelling yeah. our story. Yeah, yeah, retelling it in a big way. Like, the, it's all unraveling right now. And that's yep. dramatic. But the beauty... That could be... We're still I love new, like, material that we can weave together. It's like, okay, we'll yes. loom up, you know, and let's start to weave something new. Yes, I love this idea. Because truly, perspective is only gained by maybe what hilltop we're or what valley we're in and the fact is with a new story and a new sense of the truth of reality embracing these different are uh, all our cultures stomped on or not that that how they participate and and taking it as a whole gives us a new a new dimension there are so many things like even with the and here I'm opening up a can of worms but with Tulsa that I was so shocked that was never included in the in our history books, I can. Oh my goodness, um, it's it's well, just yeah, see, alarming. Yeah. No, exactly. It needs that's to be. Uh, that's need what to be told. Kind of, yeah, exactly. And, that's and so that I could be right. At, is that like we have to before we can start something new? We have to finish what we haven't finished. 
Well, we need to retell our stories, and I think people need to. But you can't do, yeah, but you need no, to. No, and we, and we need to listen, because yeah. people are going to tell the stories, and we can listen, and it is, a, a, if, first of all, if exactly. we have, yeah, Aronis and Taurus, that's all the senses, we can listen. One comment, next week is going to be Cosmic Collaboration with Amanda Pierce, um, Shannon won't be able to meet with us. She's here tonight. And we're going to be talking about Vesta in Cancer. So, and tonight I have Petra Tauschert of Sebastian, California. And do go online. You can find Petra. She's an evolutionary astrologer and has her radio host show of musical interest. So it's like, oh my goodness, a good energy. And Shannon Hayes, an evolutionary Mayan astrologer who also... Uh, is here in Seattle with me. So we are continuing. This is the 4th of July, repeating on the 9th, and it's Top Cosmos talking about the USA because it is our birthday and potent times we're all experiencing. So we have a few minutes. That's all I had to say. <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. It's like we need a new story. Right. We, and this is a time where we can recreate ourselves to find a story that actually is more aligned with this. But it's like since, like you know, we have we have we have to deal with our past, which is happening right now. And you see people like, you know, we talked about before people tearing down old statues, people coming to grips with like our history. So, you know, I mean, that is the exciting part is like people are are wanting to be more involved well they have to be they have to be people have to be involved well yeah because that's the only way that there's going to be it is we're going to have to be acceptive of of the people and and work with our commonalities in some area listening to one another i remember that was one idea of the black lives they said just listen just listen and yeah absolutely. listening so it's good hey and you know we only have a moment but i noticed in our solar return chart uh neptune opposing neptune Woo, that's gonna be interesting oh, neptune opposition yeah and then we're gonna have the saturn uranus square right yep coming up yeah but that and those neptunes are going to be squared by our um uh nodes so that will be at best. Oh boy, maybe some good movies. No. <laughs> at worst, move away from the coastline. <laughs> yeah, we'll make yeah, good exactly. movies. <laughs> oh gosh. But well, I just is- want to say about just the wrap up about the stories. Like we're born with our sun not tightly conjunct Jupiter, but pretty close, and yes. we have a Sag rising by the Sibley chart. So the stories are like that's what we're about here. So retelling the new stories is how we rebuild from the ground up. Yep. Getting that perspective of nurturing what our true home is with maybe our just hat on our head. What's such a pleasure. Thank you, Petra Tauscher. Thank you, Shannon Hayes. Thank you, Stu. Thank you, Shannon. And thanks, Blessings to all. (laughs) May we have another birth on this with true heart.
you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.